When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. and pageantry of college football lives here. This is the Paul Feinbaum Show, Hour 2 Podcast. This might be college football, Hey, to uh, the second hour, great conversation with Bruce Feldman during the first hour, uh, getting you ready for tonight. Let's uh, check in with Dominic in Pittsburgh. Hello, Dominic. Hi, Paul. How are you? I have two things that I want to say. Sure, Dominic. You bet. All right. So what are you thinking about the Natty this year? Do you think it'll be like last year's with Georgia blowing out? Or do you think it's going to be a more of a fair game? And, who, and more importantly, who do you think is going to win? Yeah, I don't, think it, I don't think we'll ever see anything quite like what we saw last year. I think... My, my gust, gut feeling is Michigan. What about you, uh, Dominic? You're a smart guy. Uh, well, I'm not really going to cheer for Michigan but because they beat my Bama guys, but we'll be there next year. But um, I wanted to say, did you watch that All-American Bowl at all? I, I did not, no. Uh, Bama got two new players, Daniel Hill, who's a running back, and Zay Mincy, who's a really good DB in corner. Well, that is, uh, that is interesting to hear. Uh, I, th- I think Bama's recruiting next year with uh, not only next year, but say on this year, and uh, it's, it's extremely good. Well, Dominic, really great to hear from you. Thank you so much. By the way, the game started a couple of days ago, four, four and a half. It just hit uh, at, one, at one house in Vegas, minus six. So the, the late money seems to be on Michigan. I wondered when that was going to happen. Gary is up in uh, Washington State. Good afternoon. Yeah, hi, Paul. Thanks for taking my call. Um, You you just spoke to the fact that the money now is shifting more and more to Michigan. Um, um, And listening to you the other day on first take in the morning when they asked you the question, you seemed pretty convinced i think that it's going to be michigan and i don't know how much you've watched washington this year um do you think it's going to be michigan's pass rush or do you think that they have capable dbs because washington's going to come at them more better and faster than any other team they've seen all year no i agree uh to me uh it really comes down to michigan's ability to run the ball on Washington. I, I don't think there's much on the other side. I agree with you on that. But, and and I, I think the problem I'm having with this game is that I'm, it's hard to get the bias out of what I just got through watching. And even though I'm well aware the game yeah. went into overtime, it just seemed like on the line of scrimmage, that especially uh, defensively, uh, Michigan dominated and offensively they did too. So I, 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 don't, I want to make it clear to you. 
Gary, I saw Washington play a couple of times this year, primarily the two Oregon games. Uh, so I am, they always tell you at ESPN, don't tell anybody you're not an expert. I'm really not an expert on, on Washington. Yes, sir. Well, I, uh, and, and just a little side note here, and I do appreciate you taking my call. Keep an eye on the tight end Westover tonight from okay. the U. Uh, kid's got phenomenal hands. He's not been the big name kid that, that these other three, um, and granted, they've been awesome all year. But um, just watch this. Hello, Gary. By the way, Feldman, the uh, Bruce, Bruce Feldman had this in his article. Uh, we didn't get to it, but he talked about the inability for Texas to capitalize on Washington off the, on, in terms of rushing the ball. He said they made a couple of, and I, they made a couple of critical fumbles. Had it not been for those fumbles, would it have been a different game? You can say that about any game, but we tend to just leap toward what we know. But listen, at this point, everybody respects both teams. Uh, and I'll, I'll continue to repeat, though, I, I've had more people that I respect as football coaches and experts pick Washington than Michigan. Well, it's going to be a great game. And again, thanks for taking my call. Thank you. I and by the way, I remember uh, a year ago, people trying to convince me that TCU was going to beat Georgia too. So, uh, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't really uh, have a have a great feeling on on any of this. Just offering opinions. That's all. We will uh, continue uh, with more phone calls here, and Mary is up next. Uh, hello, Mary. Hello there. I Hi there. wanted to skip from football to basketball because I have had the pleasure of seeing you and other sports celebrities at the SEC tournament on the ESPN platform. And this past year or the year before, whichever, uh, they went to play the national anthem and you were the only one that stood. Are you serious? Thank you for being yes. Yeah, you know, Mary, I have noticed noticed that lately uh, because we've been... uh, We've been on a lot of uh, been on a lot of uh, a lot of sidelines this year at the beginning of games, and I don't I don't judge anyone else, but uh, but it, it is always striking to me uh, <laughs> what, what happens around you. Well, you stood, and there was another gentleman that I perceived to be a technician of some kind. He finally stood, but uh, the others and I could recognize the coaches. I can't call them by now or something that would come, and when they would have the national anthem they were either totally absent and just come in for their 10 minute spot later on or they just sat there and kind of looked around over the crowd and i just wanted to thank you again well thank you we we, uh we we appreciate it mary we had a weird situation this year we were at oxford uh doing our sec nation show and there was there was a confused there was a mix-up uh this stuff is usually timed down to the millisecond and I was speaking, uh, and I, I, we were right next to the Texas A&M Honor Guard, and I saw everybody do the salute. I heard what I thought was the national anthem, and I quit talking. Uh, and the producer or somebody said in my ear, that's not the national anthem. I'm like going, okay, oh, say can you see? I mean, it certainly sounds like the national anthem. Uh, so finally, uh, we went off the air, but, but I was not going to speak on television while the, uh, well, uh, 10 feet away, they were singing, uh, the national anthem. Let's, uh, continue, uh, with 
Richard E. Nixon calling next. Uh, yes, uh, this is Richard E. Nixon calling uh, yes, from the Watergate Hotel. Yes, uh, Mr. Nixon. Uh, uh, unlike Jim Harbaugh, I am not a crook. Yeah, and by the way, I would, and, I would refer to you as President Nixon, but since you were uh, impeached, although not convicted, uh, I, I have a hard time calling you that. Well, uh, I appreciate that, but uh, really, I do like President Nixon. That's that's uh, I, I did get that. But um, uh, Mr. Feinbaum, um, I have been advised by John in St. Louis that um, you prefer to be called Comrade uh, <laughs> Feinbaum. Is that correct, Comrade? Um, uh, I'd rather not be called that publicly, but yes. Okay. Okay. Well, he said you were communist. I've, I've never really believed that, but I, I did hear that. And um, the other thing I wanted to mention, two couple more I did, things. I, I did want to just talk buy about, some uh, some property uh, right outside of St. Petersburg, Russia, not <laughs> not not Florida. Understood. Understand. I, I understand that. Um, uh, uh, I do want to say too that um, I replayed my. Uh, my conversation, I heard a replay of my conversation with you on Friday, and there were 18 minutes missing. Uh, well, I just hired a new executive assistant, Rosemary Woods. Well, I was just wondering whether it was you or whether Randy had done that. <laughs> and uh, so now so now it's Miss Woods, correct? Man, Richard, you, you are testing my, uh, my Watergate knowledge here. I think I've maxed out. Hey, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. We head to the break. We have a lot to do. Uh, we've already talked to... Bruce Feldman about tonight's national championship game. More guests coming right after this. Is your schedule too packed to see a doctor about your erectile dysfunction? Well, with Hims, now you can get treated for ED without stepping foot outside your door. They're changing men's health care by providing access to affordable sexual health treatments from the comfort of your couch. Hims provides access to doctor-trusted ED treatment options such as chewable hard mints, Brand name treatments like Viagra or generic alternatives for up to 95% cheaper. The process is simple and entirely online. Just answer a series of questions and a medical provider will determine the right treatment option. If prescribed, your medication ships to you free. No insurance needed. So what are you waiting for? Join the hundreds of thousands of trusted HIMSS subscribers and get treated. Start your free online visit today at hymns.com paul. That's HIMS.com slash Paul for your personalized ED treatment options. HIMS.com slash Paul. Hardments are chewable compounded products which are not approved by or verified for safety or effectiveness by the FDA. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies on product and subscription plan. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. Adam Smart, or Adam Sparks. Maybe Adam Smart after Adam's 
whatever his name is, uh, right after this. Let's check in with John up next. Uh, hello, John. Paul, 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 thank you for having me on your show again. Thank you. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Um, hard to believe another college football season has come and gone. It's already another national championship. It's unfortunate there's not another SEC team in here, but you know what, Paul? It's a simple reminder that uh, it's another year of life that goes by. And uh, eventually there will come a time we won't have the opportunity to watch this again, whether that's, you know, we pass away and go on be with the Lord or, you know, America's not here anymore. So very thankful we're still able to experience this. And, um, you know, really just how it kind of projects moving forward with the 2024 season. So much changing with Oklahoma and Texas coming. And, um, you know, just me as a Tennessee fan looking forward to next year, really, really hopeful. And uh, just so many great things to talk about. But, you know, with tonight, I do think Michigan is uh, the better team. Overall, offense, defense. I know Michigan or uh, Washington has more of an explosive offense, but big mistakes and stuff like that. I do like Michigan. And um, don't really know who will win, expecting and hoping for a good game. And uh, just appreciative to be part of the Paul Feinbaum family. And, uh, you know, thank you for taking my call, Paul. And, uh, you know, we always appreciate the uh, being part of the show. Thank you very, very much. Uh, good to talk to you. Uh, how about Rick next? Uh, hello, Rick. Good afternoon, Paul, and I must say, hook them from Houston. You got it. As we, as we think about uh, tonight's game, I have to confess that I went to the Sugar Bowl and still feel a bit of that sting from that loss from my Longhorns. But what a great game it was. And for those who have not been to the Sugar Bowl, I strongly recommend it. It's a great atmosphere. Um, my question for you, Paul, is around Texas entry into the SEC next year. I will confess to being a little bit resident around that when it was first announced, but given the expansion of the playoff to 12 teams, I feel like um, it's definitely the right place for Texas to be. I'm just curious from your connections in college football and certainly the SEC, what are you hearing in terms of people's opinions on the readiness of Texas Longhorns to compete in the SEC? Rick, I think uh, everyone is thrilled with what Texas did this year, and any concerns there may have been two years ago are, are long gone. And I think there were a, a few, uh, a little bit of nervousness about OU as well after, after last season, but I think that's gone too now because OU had a really good year. Texas had a better year. And I, I know uh, for a fact that there are a number of things in motion right now in terms of of, of pointing toward July 1st. It's the college football season usually starts uh, unofficially with media days, second, third week of July, but it really begins earlier this year because you, you can't start it until all the se seasons are over and baseball being the final one. Uh, but from a football standpoint, it begins tomorrow morning. Right. And I guess along with that comes an updated Paul Feinbaum thing song. So be sure to include a hook from Houston in there. You've got my permission for that. Well, we will, we will certainly do that. Rick, thank you very much. Can't wait to get uh, more and more. And, and uh, I have a feeling, uh, I, think, I think media days are in Dallas this year. So there's going to be uh, a heavy, heavy Texas OU push right here where we are. Let's continue. More phone calls. And Dave is up next in Georgia. Hello, Dave. Hello, Paul. How are you? We are doing great. 
I need your help. Okay. The U.S. The USA Today writer um, and Mr. Topmeyer and all these talking heads, you know, they, they keep talking about how Michigan's O and D line dominated most of the game against Alabama. Uh, the the box score stats that I saw in the game that I watched, it, it must have been Lehigh versus St. Ignatius Girls Prep School, according to the media people. You know, it, it just it, it doesn't make any sense. Bama led every category in the box score except for passing yards. Michigan won that by a little bit. And then, you know, Bama's lead in 2013, a little over four minutes left in the game, about to make it twenty at least 23-13, maybe 27-13, about to ice the game. Yeah, now, if all this is happening like this in the box scores, how can the Michigan O and D line be dominating? Well, I think it comes from what we saw, especially in the first half of the game. And, and don't forget, uh, you're looking at it through a Bama prism. Michigan fans look at it through a prism of, okay, we threw in it. We almost had an interception on the first play. We did have a fumble on the first possession. We missed, uh, what, an extra point. We threw a lot of opportunities away. By the way, none of that matters one bit today. Thank you for calling, though. Walt is in Jacksonville. Hello, Walt. Hey, Paul, thanks for taking my call. Thank you. Hey, I'm actually calling up and uh, following up with a question I had for you two and a half years ago. And what that question was back then was after the 2001 season, I was wondering if Lane Kiffin would remain at Ole Miss. And uh, you gave me a very good answer at the time. This is before all the Auburn stuff happened. And, uh, you know, obviously we ended up keeping him. He ended up having a great year this year. But actually, it's the same question. You know, do you think that uh, Ole Miss has got Lane for the foreseeable future, or you know, do you think he might wander his eye out somewhere else? Well, the smart answer for me would be to say he'll be there forever, because that way I won't have to answer another phone call on this subject. But you know, that's <laughs> but you know that's not what I'm going to say. Um, <laughs> You're a straight I be- shooter. I believe he came close last year to leaving. Uh, circumstances happened. You've heard them all. I won't repeat them. I think we could be. I can I think we could be down that road again soon. Uh, not this year, of course, because he has one of the best teams coming back. But he will. You know, he's proven again that that he's an elite coach. And I think when you are one of those rare coaches that can turn programs around, you will get phone calls early and often. So you don't think he's going to enter the transfer portal? Uh, I I would uh, ask me this question in November, okay? I will. One thing I wanted to do before you hung up is uh, I want to give a shout-out to Alyssa Lang. Man, she is just incredible. I have never seen a sportscaster that just doesn't make any errors. Well, she is great, uh, and I'm glad uh, people are recognizing that she is. Uh, I mean, she's always been that way. It just took a while for some people to uh, to catch on. Thank you very, very much for the call. And uh, Jamie is up next in Chattanooga. Hello, Jamie. Hey, Paul. It's Jamie again. I can't always get through, but I'm I'm the one with the twins at Bama. Oh yeah. And we've talked a lot. Uh, 
but I want—I just wanted to convey to you uh, that I was telling uh, your uh, your guy that you know, not only is this, is this show great because of the obvious of SEC football and 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 sports, but that thing with Nixon that just blows my mind because I'm 55 and, and I and I love history and when you come back at him. And you talked about reading all those books on Nixon, and and I've read books on him, and I've read books on the other presidents before him and after him. But that stuff like that is what makes this this show so great because you could call in and talk about anything, and you're so knowledgeable and you're so uh, forthcoming. ESPN don't know what they have, and dude, they need to pay you more money. <laughs> well, uh, Jamie, that's all for a couple weeks down the road. But uh, I do appreciate what you said. Uh, and, and, I, and I will readily agree, uh, I will readily acknowledge when I know something and when I don't know something. But, there, but the subject that he brought up is one of those few that, you are, that I, was so, I was so confident of. I was trying to tell right. him, don't push it. Uh, that is a rare level of expertise that by the way nobody really wants and it does mean it may in all those times I've, I've, I've studied that subject it may it take it took me 50 years for it to come to fruition hey thank you for the call we take a break and we will be right back adam sparks joining us from knoxville we'll get the latest on the university of tennessee they are on a roll right now as well Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. Adam Sparks from the New Sentinel joining us. Adam, great to uh, catch up to you. So let's go back a week. Game was over by now, and I'm sure Knoxville and everywhere else uh, was buzzing about the QB performance, second year in a row that happened uh, in a bowl game, but uh, this one seems like it's Nico is going to be around a while. Take us through the story. Good afternoon. Good, good to talk to you. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't just this season that people were waiting to see Nico. It, it's been two years since he committed and signed and got to campus. And he athletically, he was what we thought he would be. Um, really, really good getting out of the pocket, dynamic running the ball, throws it great on the run. Uh, looks like a five-star talent, which is what we expected. I think maybe more of the, the, the bigger takeaway was just his composure in the offense. Um, you know, Iowa at least was billed as a top-five defense in the country going into that game. Did not phase him a bit. He looked like he was he was in control of the offense, of the tempo, 
Um, it, it it told you that he's going to be a strength of this team next year. I think. I mean, we always knew his talent would be there, but I think in college football, especially at this level, your quarterback is either a strength or a liability, and he absolutely will be a strength next year. And that's really sort of, I think, dictated some of what Tennessee is doing in the in the off season. Um, you know, so much of the talk is like what Lane Kiffin's doing and, and sort of going into free agency and loading up a lot of talent. Tennessee's gone in the opposite direction where they've, they've brought back a lot of linemen, a lot of offensive and defensive linemen, to sort of be a core around Nico. Um, you know, we, make, we make a lot of these comparisons to the NFL now. Lane Kiffin and a lot of the schools, uh, they're, they're going into to free agency. Tennessee re-signed their veterans one-year contracts because I think we can assume a lot of those guys got somewhat of an NIL bump to come back. Tennessee's got 10 guys that are coming back as what we've seniors and most of that is about protecting Nico and, and maximizing his talent next year. Blake I saw you a couple of times this year because we were in Knoxville twice and through during the process and don't want anybody jump off the to conclusions, uh, Adam, don't, don't anybody jump uh, off their, their, their rocker here when I'm saying this. But I felt like this was a down year for Tennessee based on what we had seen last year until I started thinking about it. Uh, I mean, Georgia, it was, Georgia was one of the losses. Alabama on the road, another one. And the Missouri loss, which was terrible, but we're talking about really high-quality teams. So, so, Adam, as we reflect back, uh, take us through your, your mindset on, on this season. It was a disappointing year in that uh, Florida was – there was no excuse for losing at Florida. Um, the, how they played in Missouri looked awful, but, you know, Missouri ended up being a really, really good team. That was – whether that was a close loss or a, or a – or lost by that sort of margin, it, it's still a loss. I, I thought Tennessee would go nine and three. They went eight and four. You know, the funny thing is, is that a nine and three SEC team would typically go to the Citrus Bowl. That's at eight and four. That's where Tennessee ended up. So they sort of ended up maybe where you thought they would be anyway. It just was there was no signature win to this year. Um, if you look back at it, I think you, you know we can all admit we were cast under the spell a little bit of what maybe Joe Milton could be, and probably even more so, I think we took for granted that Josh Heupel, that you know, that he, you can't just plug in anybody and have the kind of offense that he had in 2022. Um, you know, they downgraded at every wide receiver position from 22 to 23. They downgraded at quarterback to some extent. They downgraded an offensive line at tight end. And when you have half of your offense going to the NFL, it's just not going to be as good. The the hope for next season is that you may even upgrade in terms of dynamics at quarterback, and you have what looks like it's going to be a pretty good defense. I mean, we talk a lot about what what Nico's going to be. A lot of this defensive line is coming back to really take some of the pressure off of James Pierce, who I think may be the best pass rusher in the SEC next year. Talking to Adam Sparks from the Knoxville News Sentinel as we uh, look ahead to, to next year. Seems like a similar beginning last year in Nashville against Virginia, this year against NC State in Charlotte. A, a better opponent, but still something very winnable. And then at Oklahoma, Bama at home, Florida at home. Looks like maybe some chances for revenge there. And then the uh, nasty trip to Georgia in uh, mid-November. Uh, looking at that schedule, now we have a different scale here because of the playoffs, but how, do you, how, do you, how does that break down for you? 
Yeah, I mean, I think so much hinges on the trip to Oklahoma. I mean, there will be a lot of emotion stirred up with Josh Hopple coming back and all that. That will be the, the biggest early test for, for Nico in that offense. Um, but, you know, I mean, with the expanded playoff, I think we can say if you're a 10-2 and two SEC team, you're most likely going to get into the playoff. And so if you take Oklahoma, Florida, and Alabama in back-to-back weeks, and then Georgia, those four games, Tennessee's got to go two and two in those and then run the table the rest of the way, which I think the run the table the rest of the way is very doable. It's the getting to two and two in those four games. And so even if you chalk up a loss to Alabama and Georgia, you get you get tough games against uh, at Oklahoma and then at home against Florida. I like Tennessee at home right now against Florida. I think Tennessee's a better team right now. At at home, they're certainly a better team. But I think that's why so much hinges on that Oklahoma trip. If you come away with a win in that one and you have what you think is a very dynamic quarterback, then, you know, there's every reason that they think they could go 10-2. and two. But there's so much different – there's very little difference between 8-4 and four and 10-2. and two. And I think that margin will be squeezed even more as the SEC expands. And I think it's going to be even tougher on coaches like Josh Heupel because this is going to be – with a 12-team playoff, it's going to be pass or fail for every SEC team, and certainly ones in Tennessee's seat. You, you you pass if you get to the playoff. You fail, and if you don't, if you don't, and so years like this last one where you go eight and four and go to the Citrus Bowl, um, most fans just will not have patience for seasons like that. And, and listen, uh, Adam, everyone knows the past with with, with Josh uh, in relation to Norman, uh, a beloved player, runner up in the Heisman, but it, it's complicated. And uh, what what has Josh said, or what has he inferred, or what is your impression? of where that relationship is right now? There was a conference call we did for the National Coach of the Year uh, a year ago when Josh Hopple got it. Uh, And Steve Spurrier was on that call. And before it went live to an audience, uh, it was a Zoom call, and Steve Spurrier poked at uh, at Josh Hopple a little bit off air, although we could see it, and said, hey, what about the Stoopses? The Stoops haven't won since you left. (laughs) (laughs) And you can see how uncomfortable. You can see how uncomfortable Josh got when that was said. He does his best to avoid all that, but it'll be brought back up to the surface for that uh, that Oklahoma week. He still pays homage to, to Oklahoma and to his alma mater, but you're, you're right. It's, it's complicated. He was he was one of the best players of all time. He's a phenomenal offensive coordinator, and, and they fired him, and he's been a successful uh, coach ever since. Which is all that matters to uh, his current fan base. Before you go, a quick question. Uh, I, I had a chance to catch some of the Ole Miss-Tennessee basketball game. Uh, just uh, are we, where are we going? Are we going down the same road with Rick Barnes? It always seems like uh, that team is headed uh, to the Final Four, but. Any Tennessee fan always has that but, right? Yeah, can they get beyond the Sweet 16? You know Rick Barnes can coach defense. The difference in this team and past teams is they're, they're scoring on this team. And it's not just one guy. Uh, it's Adu, it's Connect, it's Vescovi. It's, it's a lot of different guys they can go to. And when you get into March, you can't have one option to score. They've got multiple scores now. And that's why the hope is they can, they can get to the Final Four. And I think if you didn't know the past of Rick Barnes, you would think the, the, the chances are certainly really, really good that they could get that far. Let's hope. Uh, Adam Sparks joining us from the Knoxville News Sentinel. Always great to talk to you, Adam. We will see you soon. We head to the break right now. We still have guests remaining. It's been a busy show as we uh, count down to kickoff just a couple of hours 
away, three to be exact, and we are coming right back. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. We are back and we are Kessel taking your phone calls. Daryl is up next in Baton Rouge. Hello, Daryl. Hey, Paul. How you making out today, man? We are doing great. Thank you. Good. I wanted to talk, unlike Dwayne, I think Blake Baker was a good fit for LSU. And here's why. I think Brian Kelly, he looked at the entire package of everything. He looked at what Blake did at Missouri. That checked the box. That was real good. And he's done an excellent job at Missouri. And also what checks the box is his family life. Um, His wife played soccer at LSU for four years, uh, all academic SEC team. And she grew up in Mandeville, Louisiana, and graduated from high school over there. So, and Blake played at Tulane, so there's a strong Louisiana connection there. So I'm sure Coach Kelly looks at the entire package when he's hiring somebody. And I think Blake Baker is an excellent hire. What's your opinion on yeah, what I just well, said? Yeah, well, I think what you said, the secondary part of that, the family, uh, doesn't matter on the field, but it matters in wooing the coach away from a very good job. And he's making uh, – a, a, a princely sum, and I think that, that shows you how serious LSU is. LSU is a serious player right now in college football. Thank you for the call. do appreciate it. Let's uh, check out John in Birmingham. Hello, John. Hey, Mr. Feinbaum. What an honor it is to uh, speak with you. Thank you. Thank you very uh, much. I just want to say up front, I uh, really appreciate your compassion and commitment to your profession. Uh, you know, everybody can't wait to hear what you have to say after a controversial call or, or a crazy ending to a game. And you're really creating quite, quite a, a loyal following. Uh, I would say you're our SEC GOAT for sure. Thank you very much. But, uh, absolutely. Um, you know, I just want to speak a little bit about the game tonight. Just put my two cents in real quickly. But uh, I, I know the late money seems to be going with Michigan. I think they're now a six-point favorite. Uh, and, of course, they have a great offensive line. But everybody is overlooking uh, the fact that Mr. Penix Jr. is playing in the game, and he has got a laser arm uh, and incredible agility. And, uh, you know, he's only been sacked 11 times in, in, the, in, the, in the last season. And so, you know, I think he is going to be the difference in the game tonight, let alone the poor man uh, four seasons in a row, uh, you know, ended, ended in injuries. So if there's anybody that's excited, and I, I just can't imagine what's going through his mind right now. If, if he can stay 
if he can stay healthy through the entire game, I think Washington's going to be be the winner. I, you know, it's it's going to be. I think it's going to be as close as the 2018 championship game. Let me let me throw something back at you though, John. Uh, I agree with everything you said about Penix. How come Washington had so much difficulty closing out Texas? Because Texas is a Texas is a it's a powerhouse now. Texas is a great team. You can't take anything away from. No, Texas. no, I'm, I'm just asking and, you because everyone. I mean, I'm hearing what you said about Penix, and he was good against Texas. But they couldn't run the ball against Texas, and I see that being uh, an issue tonight as well. Hey, thank you for the call. Another John. This one's in from Florida. Hello. Good afternoon, John. Hey, Paul. Happy New Year, and talk to you in a while. Thank you. Um, hey, so uh, I was listening to the Miguel earlier uh, from the Sentinel talking about possibility of Tennessee maybe going ten and two or something like that. You know, the thing I was thinking is that there's going to be several teams that has the possibility in the SEC of getting to maybe 10-2, and two, if not better. And then you've got your two top teams that will make the SEC championship. But realistically, do you think there's a chance that SEC can get four or five teams in the playoffs? Highly unlikely. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. All right, Paul, thanks for taking the call. Thank you. I mean, I think three is, 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 is the number that I would land on. But I think after that, you really you've got to start thinking about how the seasons end. You have to think about who else is out there. There's also a, a there's a uh, there's a group of five spot in the playoffs, which is totally stupid. But that's how they they, they got the playoff agreed upon. So it's not just like, oh, OK, after uh, after we get the, the Power Five champions, uh, depending on how they're ranked, we just go grab the best teams. I mean, it's, not, it's nothing simple when it comes to a 13-person committee. We saw that a couple, couple of weeks ago. Hey, thank you for the call. Worm is calling next. Hey, Worm. Hi, how's it going, Paul? We are doing great. Thank you very much. Hey, I just want to talk about the idiot eye man. <clears throat> He uh, talks about losers. Uh, I don't consider Alabama losers. Uh, they out, outrank Auburn every year. And, uh, oh, excuse me, I got a cold. Uh, and uh, that lady that called last week said, all Alabama guys is criers. I'm not a crier. Uh I mean, I got beat, but hey, at least they was in it. You got to be in it to win it. And uh, where was Auburn at? They sure ain't in it. No, they were. Uh, they were in the Music City Bowl against uh, Maryland, losing badly. Yeah, I know it. And they call and he calls Alabama losers. I, I think he's a closet Alabama fan. I think Isn't he everyone? knows more about Alabama than he does his own team. Or you tell you, you get you get better. You don't sound too good. Thanks for the call. I know the feeling. Uh, Brad is in Macon, Georgia. Hello, Brad. Mr. Paul, how are you? Uh, doing great. Mr. Paul, some people say some people make the clothes and some clothes make the people. But I guarantee you, you make the clothes, brother, because you're looking sharp today. Thank you very much. About the nice game, I... I'm going against analytics, which has Michigan over 70%. Uh, 
I'm going to go with Washington because I think their number one offensive line is going to protect. And I don't think their DBs are going to cover. And I think they're going to run that Michigan defense all over that field. And I think they're going to wear them out. And then that's when you're going to see Washington's run game take control probably midway through the third quarter on that. And um, just one more other thing, Paul. Has Jerome called in since Alabama lost? No. Of course not. Jerome, I hear you. You hear me? You hear me? But I don't hear you. All right, Mr. Paul, you enjoy the rest of the day, brother. Thank you very, very much. Uh, Susie is up next in Georgia. Good afternoon, Paul. Thank you for taking my call. Thank you. Um, couple things. Dominic in Pittsburgh, I think he's fabulous. I would love to have taught that, that kid. Um, Dominic, I'm anxious to know if you're a Steelers fan or a Pirates fan or a Penguins fan because I, you know, I grew up north of Pittsburgh. But he just reminds me of the of the boys and girls that I used to teach in middle school and we used to have so much fun talking sports. And I love his picture. So, Dominic, you get my vote. Um, another thing, Paul, my, my father was in World War II. I don't know if I ever told you. Um, he landed on Utah Beach. He was under Omar Bradley. And he became friends with Ernest Hemingway. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show Podcast. 